0: We shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall fight in the hills, we shall never surrender.
1: The Historians Magazine Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to the Historians Magazine Podcast, the podcast where we bring history to you in an accessible way from some of the world's most exciting historians. The Historians Magazine podcast is produced and presented by Past and Present Media, the home of accessible history. Now, a message from our supporters.
1: Now here at The Historians Magazine, we love hearing and learning about history that isn't often touched upon in history textbooks or in traditional history media. And one place that we love to go and learn about this kind of history is the Past podcast with Veronica Fortune. Now, Past is the podcast about those who would never rule? So, if you've ever been curious about why women couldn't inherit the throne of France or how the Hundred Years' War started, this is the show for you. Now, Veronica covers the almost kings and queens of history and the reasons why they would never rule, which is an amazing idea, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. So, that is the Past Podcast P A S S E D. The Past Podcast. <laughs> Now I know you're fascinated by history because you are listening to the Historian's Magazine podcast. But are you interested in the history of art and culture? Do you want to learn more about works of art, famous artists or exciting archaeological discoveries? If you do, do you want to learn about it through free quality art history content? If that is something that appeals to you, look no further Than Accessible Art History, the podcast. This is a weekly podcast where it explores all of these topics and so much more in such an accessible and entertaining way. The goal of this podcast Accessible Art History is to provide history, knowledge, content, and fun whilst learning. Now, you can listen to this podcast and download it through any major podcast player, be that Apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever you listen to your podcast on so that is accessible art history the podcast
0: hello and welcome to the historians magazine podcast today as an editorial team including myself our editor-in-chief rosie and jackson are reviewing our medieval edition in the final episode of series two of the historians magazine so our listeners know that kind of my role for this edition because i've made it plainly obvious Um, has been fairly hands-on. I've tried to make sure that this edition has been, a, would say, a true reflection of my love for medieval history. I've tried to make sure that in every page of the magazine, every episode of this podcast, there has been an element of the things that I personally enjoy, as well as the things that I really like to uh, learn about as well. But what about you two um hello by the way rosie and jackson um neither of you you've not been on the podcast for a while but yeah we'll start with you rosie as founder and editor-in-chief what have you been doing specifically for this edition
2: um i mean that that puts me on the spot there um but uh i've been doing a lot obviously um i have been running the social media well the instagram for this edition um so all of the I hope good posts that you've been seeing have been me. Um, I've also been, I mean, before the edition started helping choose the articles. Um, That's actually quite a long process where we go through every single idea that's been submitted. And I think for this edition, it was like over a hundred ideas. So it took us ages, um, which is good. I'm not complaining. It was good. Um, And just lots of things have been going on in the background um, to get this together, you know, sending out the kind of stuff to get the cover out. Um, And then obviously part of my role is actually putting the magazine together once all the articles are in, once they're all edited, um, and once we've got everything. And that's not always the easiest process because people submit articles late or people, you know, articles aren't, edited on time and stuff and then you end up panicking and then um <laughs> you feel like you can't get it done but it always gets done but it's just that panic moment where you're like oh my god I suddenly realize I'm missing um the front cover and then you panic for a bit but we got it together we got it done so um yeah it's been a very hectic edition but I think it's been one of our best so far
0: yeah I would agree it's definitely been at times it's been it's been tough but uh I would hope to people would agree that it's it's definitely been worth it. Uh Jackson what about you what have you been uh, getting up to these last few weeks a month?
1: Yeah. Apart apart from that 4-hour phone call where we we went through the 100 hour submissions, uh, 100 submissions for the the edition. Uh I've kind of taken a less of a day-to-day approach in the magazine this last edition. I've moved looking you know working behind the scenes supporting you Chris so I've I've painstakingly with a lot of love I might add edited every single episode of this podcast series uh which has been really interesting um producing and editing a podcast not hosting it which is the first time i've ever done that um and then you know working in the background trying to work think work on things for the future of the magazine so talking to you know potential future collaborators and so on about where we can take the magazine and where we can put the magazine and so on so it's been a it's been a jam-packed uh, edition, like like Rosie said, super hectic, but it's been it's been great watching, you know, particularly you, Chris, really flourish and 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 let us know, you know, what we should be including in the edition and and listen to your host the podcast as well every night in my ear whilst editing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank you again for editing it. I've, I've, I think I've mentioned a few times in podcasts that it's okay. I've got a guy that edits, and you, you've you've mentioned it to me. Um and i like to I like to add that in now. But um this is my first time hosting a podcast, as it's your first time, I guess, not hosting a podcast, <laughs> and I it's been it's been a severe learning curve. I think being a guest on a podcast is very different to hosting a podcast. Um, but well, you know, writing in a magazine is very different to producing a magazine as all three of us have found in different ways over the last few months and years. Um but it's kind of no secret that this has been I would argue the most ambitious edition of the Historians Magazine so far. I think we made a conscious decision last year that we would start twenty twenty three as we meant to go on, and I think we we, we absolutely delivered that with with the uh, with edition twelve, which was ancient history, and then medieval was absolutely the edition that I, I decided was going to be our absolute, you know, latest and greatest, and for me. I just really wanted to put as much history in there as possible um, across the entire kind of medieval world. I, I wrote that in the editor's note in, in the kind of inside of the magazine. I've tried to, or we've we tried to cover as much medieval history as, as humanly possible in a reasonable amount of pages. I mean, left unattended, I would have probably tripled or quadrupled the length of the magazine because, as I tend not to pretend, I really enjoy medieval history. So I was wondering what were your two kind of ambitions for this edition like I said I've been very vocal about this one but I am genuinely intrigued as to what you two wanted to get out of this one specifically. We'll start with Jackson.
1: Yeah so I think I think we were we were broadly aligned on we wanted this edition to be the edition I know you've been saying on social media Chris it's the the Magmus opus. You know I definitely wanted this edition to be the the best we've ever produced and I certainly think it is as well um but part of my my ambitions for it as well you know everyone who knows me knows i absolutely love podcasting i've already mentioned it before um my ambition was to create a an amazing complementary product to help enhance uh what the magazine offers so you know that's that's why you know I was supporting chris with what he'd put into that podcast and bringing those guests in because it really did support and enhance the goal of the edition to be the biggest and best. And I think, as a combined product, you know, medieval edition magazine and the podcast, you know, we've. I think I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying we've we've probably covered the most important topics in medieval history, not just in Western Christendom, but into the far east as well. Uh, which I think is an amazing achievement achievement for us so yeah I think that was my my ambition for the edition
2: what about you Rosie so I agree obviously it was to make it better and I think for the magazine it's not just about kind of settling I think every edition is going to be an improvement upon the last one whether that's like design articles um just everything is constantly improving like If you kind of look back to us this time last year, so what, like May 2022, we were nowhere near this level of what we are producing now. Um, And I think it just shows like how much hard work goes into producing everything, um, because So this time last year, we produced our Tudor's edition. And for us at the time, that one was like, wow, this is the best one we've ever done. This is amazing. And actually, when you look at the progress from then to now, it's amazing. Now we're like, oh, this one's the best one we've ever done. So I'm really excited to see kind of, you know, next year, how much better is everything going to be? Because I think constantly every edition, we're just delivering a lot more And obviously with the launch this time, we had the new website, which for me, like my ambition with the website is to make it complementary to the magazine. So we had articles this time that went up that we wanted to put into the magazine, but we physically couldn't because it was already on way too many pages. Um, And I think that's... um, just such, it's such a good thing to have extra content because sometimes like you can read the magazine and you want to see more. So um, the website is so great for that. And also the website at the moment is exploring other topics as well, which um, I think is really good because we've always got loads of historians, you know, lined up to work for us. Why not give them some content to write? when it doesn't fit into the edition that we're producing. So for me like the ambition for this time was obviously to make the best but also everything else around it to improve like the social media has improved. I mean that sounds like such an ego boost to myself um but we're gathering a lot more followers and um putting out content that I think people genuinely enjoy. Um And I think we're doing that across all the platforms, which is kind of what we want to achieve with the magazine and also just on like kind of the ambition thing, as well as improving. And this is kind of being the best one we've done so far. I think we've also really hit our target and we're really making sure that more new historians are getting published because the amount of people who were new to writing for the historians magazine this time, was a lot higher than it has been, say, on previous ones where we haven't had, you know, the same people were submitting because that was their area of expertise. You know, we had a few crossovers um, last year, you know, with like LGBT history and Tudors. And um, I think the other one was like Revolutions. Like they all kind of had topics that you could fit into different, your your kind of area. So Tudors could easily fit into revolutions and stuff like that so I think for this one we saw a lot more new writers which is great because our aim is to actually support budding historians and people who can't get published or people who can get published so I think it's really great to see more people coming through um, to write for us.
0: Yeah I I absolutely agree and I just want to touch briefly on the point that all three of us have made about this being the best edition I think it's, it's it's quite a difficult concept to Vocalize, but we do this every single edition where we sit down and we go, This is the best edition we've ever produced. And I think the moment we stop doing that is the moment we stop doing the magazine because we want to improve every single edition, not just we'll do a little bit more on this, we'll do a little bit more on that. We want everything to look better, read better, um, you know, reach you in ways that is, is more exciting and, and accessible. So we're going to keep banging on about this is the best. You know edition of the historians magazine we've ever produced and I would say we we will always mean it the moment we don't mean it is the moment we you know we call it quits and that's that's the final um, edition of the magazine so yeah I just wanted to reiterate that point that this is the best edition of the magazine so far um and i I can only hope that we can continue this uh, this momentum um but to the kind of the content of the magazine, we've we've already touched on the fact that this is definitely the the biggest edition in terms of content. It's it's absolutely jam packed. This one, and like I said, I would have had it even bigger if uh, if printing costs didn't exist. Um, but it is absolutely full of truly amazing history. Um, but what were your two's favorite part of putting this all together? And I don't mean that literally, Rosie, so you don't have to say you enjoyed building this magazine. But yeah, what what about the whole process did you enjoy the most? We'll start with Rosie this time.
2: What did I enjoy most? Um, I think, as I said earlier, I did really enjoy reading um, the mix of articles. I thought we had some, well, I thought all of them were amazing, um, but it was great to see the different names, the different topics like there was so much stuff that I didn't I've never heard of. Um, I'm not really a medieval person so it's not really surprising Um, but it wasn't all the run of the mill um, stuff but then there was also the stuff that um, everyone kind of knows about like obviously Chris you wrote about the Bay of Tapestry, um, Matt Lewis wrote about um, Henry II and Eleanor of Actane which are quite popular figures in the medieval world so I thought it was like it was nice to read that balance between stuff that I've never heard of that's quite niche and probably a lot of people haven't heard of and then your kind of medieval favourites. So I really enjoyed that part of the magazine this time and I also really enjoyed um, the launch of the new website and getting content up on there and just like making that super amazing because to me the website is just the best thing i just compared to what we used to have it's just so amazing to see that we can actually publish work on the website and i think that's made a real difference because i know that we can have like way more people write for us on the website so i'm really excited to see how that um goes but i think for medieval it was just great to get that kind of launched at the same time Ready to go. It was a big achievement.
0: Yeah, it was a huge addition, and it was surrounded by so many, so many new things, which I'm sure we'll touch on later in the episode. But Jackson, what about you?
1: I, because I'm not so involved in the editorial process anymore. Uh, You know, I don't. I I started out as a sub editor, uh, and I'm not. I don't do that anymore. I always find it really interesting choosing the articles. Uh, especially for this edition you know it's you know over 100 submissions there were so many amazing ideas to choose from um it was a four hour phone call I, re- I i'm not i'm not exaggerating to our listeners then when when i say that it was genuinely a four hour phone call um you know we were on the phone till till gone eleven thirty, just picking and choosing articles for for the edition so i i really enjoy doing that because you get to you get to look at what everyone else thinks is important to talk about and what everyone wants to tell everyone else about. Uh, there there are always some you know, really interesting ones that you want to put in there and you always feel quite disappointed that you can't put some of them in there. But I think what was really good for, for me this edition was that we weren't leaving articles that we wanted to include in some way on the editing table. They were actually being, like Rosie said, we were actually able to to give those articles a platform and put them on the website. So I didn't feel quite as bad this edition with that editorial process and rejecting articles because the ones that we wanted to have, we were able to have just in a different way. Um, And then my second part as well was, you know, supporting you with with choosing those features. You know, this this edition, um, you know, just going with that attitude of don't ask, don't get. And then and getting two absolutely amazing, um, feature feature authors with Matt Lewis and and Catherine Pangonis was was amazing. You know that this is like Rosie said, um, last year our edition was Tudors, which is kind of my first half edition as an assistant last man- managing editor, uh, and and going from that edition where. I can't remember who I... F- I'm really sorry to them as well. can't remember who our feature writers were in that edition. But going from, you know, I was a feature writer in the in two editions prior to that, so it's probably good to illustrate the point with. Going from me to Matt Lewis, uh, it's a massive jump. And, you know, I think it just kind of shows and cap- encapsulates the growth that we've had as a magazine.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think... I'll kind of I'll kind of combine both of those answers into my favorite thing which sounds ridiculous but is the entire process. I remember writing a note on my phone which I still got in like August last year um and it's called medieval madness because I was incredibly excited and I just wrote down every single topic I wanted covering in the magazine and it's just completely incoherent if anybody else tries to read it it's like hieroglyphics um it's just me scribbling in my phone and to see that note essentially become the full edition 13 of the magazine is it's been a real it's been a real trip at times like it's it's taken the most work i personally and i'm assuming you two would probably say the same the most work i've ever had to put into a magazine edition um, but it's an absolute labour of love, as every single edition is. But this one, you know, I am going to get on my soapbox here a little bit, and and, and you know, this has been a real personal um, kind of project for me, very specifically this edition. Um, so to see it go from, like I said, a scruffy note in my phone to a very well put together, I'll say Rosie, um, very polished final edition, which is, you know. On its way to people people are reading it online people are you know as members getting it and things like that it's it's a, a, the real sense of achievement that i've personally claimed out of this edition um is it's really nice and i can't wait to get my hands on my copy of this magazine to, to see it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something really special but yeah i think as you you both mentioned, other parts, whether it's the website or the podcast or whatever it is, and I think to combine all these things together, I think, I think it was you that said it, Rosie, we really hit our stride and everything's kind of firing on all cylinders now. A little preview for next edition. Um, And I think it's a combination of because there is like a dozen other people who are currently not on this podcast who do a fantastic job who also work for the magazine. We have a full editorial team. We have people in marketing and PR. Um, You know, We have so many people that contribute, which we will touch on in a minute. But if we didn't have the people working as hard as they do, this magazine doesn't exist. Without people submitting the genuinely wonderful ideas, we don't have a magazine. It just doesn't exist. Without people willing to talk to me for an hour on a podcast, the magazine doesn't exist. So, you know, it's just really nice to see it, like I said, go from a very scruffy note in my phone to a really, really cool product that I am immensely proud of and very grateful to be part of the decision-making team um, behind it. But moving on from the editorial process, we, you know, we now have this final, we have a completed magazine, um, and there are many great articles, uh, in, I'm not going to talk about my own fantastic article on the Bayeux Tapestry that Rose has already mentioned. It's great. I'm going to say that. I wrote it. Um, there are almost too many for me to pick. I'm very biased. Um, but I'm going to say that my favorite one is, I mean, it's not going to shock anyone, is is Matt Lewis's wonderful article on Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine. It was a bit of a dream come true to to work next to Matt, in a sense, uh, from a literary point of view, you know my work's pretty much next to his and Catherine's. It's it's really nice to see it there, but to hear his personal perspectives on questions that I wanted to kind of get to the bottom of was was really nice to see. And I think it's um, it was a no-brainer that it was getting in this magazine. Um, it was it was point one A on that scruffy note. So um, again, to my kind of previous answer, I'm very pleased to see that um, from. Me writing Eleanor say Matt Lewis to Matt Lewis's finished article in the magazine. But what about you two? What are your two's favourite or your the, the article that you found most interesting in this edition?
2: So there was so many great articles, it's actually very hard to choose. Um I I mean I did really enjoy Matt Lewis's one and Catherine's one as well. I thought As features, those two just really stood out and were very interesting. This is interesting to someone who has no interest in medieval history um, because I don't really have any interest. Um, Not don't have any interest, but I find it quite hard to keep up with medieval history. Um, So um, I found those quite easy to read, but also very interesting, which I think is kind of what you need um, from history um and I also really like some of the smaller articles we had so um Luke Daly's one he um produced a great article and there's also a kind of follow-up um not follow-up because they're not really linked but there's a long uh, article from him on the website um also are great staff writers they we have six staff writers who write for every edition um and they always produce amazing work so um people like James Ryan, Molly Anderson, um Abby Williams, like they all had great articles. So it's really hard to choose top two. Um and also, you know, when you read through it again, you kind of think, oh, that one's also great I didn't notice that one the first time because when I'm putting it together sometimes I'm reading them like oh my god I just need to put this together I don't want to I don't want to read it and then you end up reading it and you're like oh my gosh it's too good I need to stop reading it um so a lot of the time I'm kind of looking at it from a my gosh I've got no time I need to stop reading perspective so when I actually go back through and read it properly I might have a different answer
1: I think I'll be far less diplomatic than Rosie was um I you know anyone who knows me knows I have a really big interest in Russia, um, and particularly now with uh, everything going on with Putin and and some of his actions right now, and uh, putting that in a diplomatic sense. Um, everything that we've got on the Rus in this edition and and on the website, you know that uh, Abby Abby Williams's article on Kievian Kyiv- uh, Rus and its impact in the modern world and. Luke's article on decoding the ruse, I think they're two really good articles that kind of, you know, strike at the core of some of Putin's kind of rhetoric on, you know, Russian homeland and, you know, his own historical, you know, however wrong they are, historical reasoning um, behind some of his actions. So, you know as, as a historian and a political theorist who really like enjoys researching russia those two articles i thought were really really fascinating uh for putting some modern events in some context
0: yeah i think um we both picked great ones i'm, I'm disappointed neither of you picked mine but it's fine um i think i'll
1: pick yours if you want chris
0: don't worry. thanks mate thank you no i think you've highlighted a really good point there jackson that and um, you mentioned it previously is is The fact that we've tried to as much as western europe is a big part of this edition there's no getting away from that we've gone as far as you know ethiopia we've gone to japan we've gone to the near east we've gone we've got mongolia we've got ukraine we've tried to pretty much cover as much of the world as possible and you know rosie you've said multiple times you're not medievalist that's fine but i think there's something for you know everybody in this edition because Everything is medieval, realistically. I'm quoting Matt Lewis there, but everything finds its roots back to, you know, things that we discussed in in these articles. And yeah, I think I don't want to dwell on them too much because I would rather you read them than me just tell you all the great ones because they're all great. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear what other people have as their favourites. So once you've given this a read or two or three, um, let us know on social media what your favourite article in the um, Magazine is and on the website because we're going to continue to keep uploading as much as fast as possible onto that website um, because, like we've mentioned, it gives us more room to share more of your work um, for you and your friends and your family and everybody to enjoy. But um, yeah, thanks for those answers. Um, moving on. So, Medieval as an edition was the first step in a huge kind of planned expansion. You know, we started this back in 2022, but we really, you know, started to put things in place with this, around this edition, which with hindsight was maybe a little bit too much work at times, but we move. Um, But we've got, we've already mentioned a few of the exciting things that we've, we've got kind of planned in the future or things that are just starting to come to fruition. I know, Rosie, you've mentioned the website a few times, which has a kind of extended blog on the side, which allows for, longer form articles sometime complementing articles in the magazine but also um completely unrelated if necessary is built into that website and you can actually search on the website via topic so if like me you really like medieval history in case you haven't guessed um, you can just go through the timeline page and click medieval and it will show you every single article from the magazines and also from the kind of the extended universe of um, the historians magazine but Um, I just want to discuss with you two, um, what are the things that, you know, you're kind of excited about over these next kind of, next few editions? Uh, We will start with Rosie again. I am keep picking on you, sorry. Uh,
2: No, that is fine. Um, So one thing that I haven't actually mentioned, which um, is one of my favourite things that we're doing at the moment, is the Little Historians magazine. Um, For me, I just completely love... The Little Historian's Magazine, it's just such a fun project. Um, I know it's not necessarily linked to the upcoming editions for The Historian's Magazine, but if you have children or you've got nephews or grandchildren or just a neighbour that's a child that you're friends with, then you should buy them The Little Historian's Magazine because honestly, it's so much fun and we're having a lot of fun producing it and um, creating um, stuff for it. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because I feel like I hadn't mentioned it and I feel like I was neglecting it um, and it doesn't deserve to be neglected. Um, so I just wanted to say that one um, first. Um, and in terms of kind of upcoming stuff, as you said, the website, eventually all the articles from within all the magazines will be on the website. It's just a very slow process because we realise we have like, what was it, over 400 articles available to us? a crazy amount that takes a crazy amount of time to upload to the website um and but yeah I think we've got some great stuff lined up for the future um editions um I'm really excited for all of the ones that are coming for the rest of this year because they're just all really interesting topics like food and drink I mean anyone can read food and drink I'm sure that'll be interesting to everyone because we all eat and we all drink so I feel like it's going to be a great one. And obviously film and TV, um, my undergraduate degree is in film. So if I don't enjoy that one, then we've done something wrong.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You, uh, yeah, that definitely needs to be one that you, you enjoy or else, like you said, we're, we're really not getting things right. Um, again, I'll, I'll also talk about the Little Historians magazine very briefly before I go to you, Jackson. Um, if you are a fan of medieval history, which I'm hoping at this point you are, um, we may or may not have a loosely themed medieval edition coming up. I don't want to give too much away, but if you are a seven-year-old listening to this podcast, and probably shouldn't be, Um, or as Rosie says, you you know, you have kids, grandkids, friends, neighbors, whatever it is, um, you know, I'm really hoping that the the genuine, you know, love and care that we put into these magazines, including the Little Historians magazine, you know, it comes across and, you know, we're constantly, you know, we beg for feedback, essentially, we need to know what's working and what's not. So, you know, if, if if you are reading the Four magazine or you know, your kids are reading The Little Historians, let us know. And kids are brutally honest, so give us both barrels if necessary. But yeah. Jackson, what about you, mate?
1: I um, am personally really, really excited to go to Chalk Valley History Festival. You know, we've been, you know, incredibly lucky and fortunate to been um, to be invited along and I think it's gonna be a a fantastic event now you know a lot of people who follow the magazine probably don't know that you know myself Chris and Rosie um Chris and Rosie met a couple more times but we've only met as a three once um so it's going to be incredibly exciting and fun to spend 3 to 4 days um all together packed into a camper van um but you know we've got some really you know really exciting plans for for Chalk. I'm I'm going to undergo undertake, sorry, one of my most ambitious podcasting plans, which I'm going to try and podcast our way through Chalk Valley History Festival through a mini series. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting some of those amazing historians at that event and, you know, just bringing to you guys a little bit more history, you know, closer to the action that's happening right there. And so I think that's going to be a, a really great, tiring uh, weekend where we're, we're going to learn an awful lot.
0: Yeah I think that's going to be um, we're definitely going to figure out if we actually like each other or not I think um, because being in an enclosed space for uh, for a couple of days is going to be uh, it's going to be certainly interesting isn't it? But um, I think that is a great time to just quickly pause for an ad break and then we will be back for a few questions sent in from our wonderful listeners.
1: If you enjoy the sound of my voice and I really hope you do because you are listening to the Historians Magazine podcast, I think you'll really enjoy the History of Jackson podcast. The History of Jackson podcast brings up-to-date historical research to you from historians, authors, and researchers in an accessible and digestible way that strips away the academic jargon that none of us understand and focuses on the history at the root of the episode. So if that's something that appeals to you and you want to learn more about up-to-date historical research, head to the History of Jackson podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is, the History of Jackson podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, obviously, you love historical content because you are listening to the Historian's Magazine podcast. But if you need some more historical content in your life, or if you're a history writer or budding history writer looking to start your historical content creator journey, then I have the perfect place for you. And that is thehistorycorner.org or the History Corner blog as they're known on Instagram. This is the perfect place for creative people to find a hub for historical writing or those who love living history or photography to find ways to collaborate with the community. So that is thehistorycorner.org and the History Corner blog on Instagram. Great Place for contributors and authors to start their historical content creation journey that is thehistorycorner.org or the History Corner blog on instagram
0: lovely so um we received lots and lots of questions from you wonderful listeners so we, we're only going to go through a few of them and um, so apologies if we don't get to yours but we'll start with the question from katie um also known as helpful history um so what was your favorite addition to edit so far um I'll start. Has been medieval. I think it's been the point where we are the most. We've been the most efficient, and I've had such a vested interest in it. I don't think I could pick another one. I'm not. I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But uh, Jackson, what about you? What's been been your favourite?
1: Uh, for me, I I took an incredibly hands-on role with with sport uh, back in November. I think it was. Yeah, I took an incredibly hands-on role with sport. Um, I arranged the two feature the two feature um, articles and the feature museums uh, I wrote in it I think once or twice as well so yeah that edition you know I was on the phone sorting things out on my way home uh, on my way to lectures so yeah that that edition I, I certainly threw myself into in its entirety and that's that's the edition I've been most proud of and it's it's probably still my favorite edition.
0: Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you've been very, very generous and you praised for me with, with Medieval, but likewise for sport. It was it, it was a tough one, um, but you, you managed it and you, you handled it well. And again, another 10 out of 10 edition. I know we're massively biased because it's ours, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good one. It was the first thing I wrote. Uh, no, it was only the second. Time, no, it was the first thing I'd ever written for the magazine that wasn't Medieval History, um, which was about the first Super Bowl, which I don't think you could get much further away from medieval history, but there you go. Look how multifaceted I am, Um, Rosie. What about you? I'm assuming you're not going to say edition one, which you did completely on your own.
2: Um, no, (laughs) no, that was. I mean, no, it was not enjoyable. I can't. I can't say it was enjoyable. Um, I've yeah. I'm thinking a lot about kind of what my, I guess my favorite. I mean, I can't say that. You know, a lot of the time in the edit process is when I kind of think why am I doing this? Like, why have I done this to myself? Why is nothing working? Why am I having laptop issues? Why does my InDesign keep crashing? What What is happening? That is normally my process through the kind of the actual pulling it together um, end of it. So normally that kind of ruins the end of the edition for me because something always goes wrong. Um, but I think in terms of kind of, I guess, maybe a like theme, one of my favorite ones is definitely edition 2 going all the way back um the forgotten women of history because i just think um for me i think is a really important topic um and it's kind of the one that i get if i i ever show anyone the magazine it's the one that we kind of get the most compliments on because it's such a it was such a different topics to go with um because obviously you know tudors or medieval is like Quite common, um whereas theming everything around forgotten women from history um I just really enjoyed bringing that one together um because I do enjoy hearing about forgotten um female stories, so I think in terms of theming, that was definitely one of my favorites, and in terms of the actual process, I mean, I think ancient was a pretty good one for us. I think that was kind of one of the first times where we kind of felt like we knew what we were doing properly (laughs) um which sounds crazy because that was literally the last edition before this one um but I think that was where we kind of felt quite comfortable and we knew what we were doing so for me I felt like that was quite an easy not easy because it's never easy but that one felt like a very nice addition to start the year with um so we'll see how the rest of the ones this year go I mean motorsport obviously for me is I'm interested in so we'll see maybe maybe motorsport will be my favorite or maybe film and tv but I think at the moment I'm not calling medieval my favorite because you took that one
0: yeah sorry I, uh, I stole your answer but yeah I think it's funny that you mentioned ancient because I think it's the one that we always forget because of how smoothly it went um something seems to always crop up with every every edition we have whether that's you know good or bad good or bad sorry but ancient H&M just seemed to happen and it went really well and there was very few hiccups which for us um is is kind of rare but uh, but yeah i think so going all the way back to edition two which was forgotten women of history that was my first edition as as part of the theme and i'll tell you now the the restraint i showed not doing anything on eleanor of aquitaine was 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 insane probably, arguably the least forgotten um woman in our probably magazine because of how much i will get yeah, her in at any point. But uh, yeah, I just want you to know, Rosie, that I did my absolute best to not talk about Eleanor of Aquitaine, which is surprisingly difficult for me at this point in my life. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome answers. Um, so we'll to the next one, I'm gonna put you on the spot for this one. So this one is from Victoria. Uh, and if you had to ask the other two of us, that's me and Rosie, anything, what would it be? It can be personal, it can be professional, it can be whatever you want, and then I'll come to you rosie i
1: think i think I think for me, Christ that's you really put me on the spot for that one. I didn't think I was going first um yeah i think I think that the three of us work really well in a professional capacity, and you know we've we're we're all friends now, we've worked together for just over a year. I think in advance of chalk valley history festival where we're going to be in a camper van together um do you have any annoying habits that i have to be aware of you know me and chris are probably going to be sleeping on the same surface um so that would be a great great thing to get an answer to before we go to chalk
0: so i will say this now i do stop i do talk in my sleep but only sometimes But it's always really aggressive. So, in advance, I'm very sorry if I shout at anyone (laughs) in my sleep. And that's a by the way. I'm not just saying that for comedy effect. Like, I've had, I'd say, multiple people that sounds like I'm a terrible person. I had a friend of mine who um, was showing a bed with me on a stag do, mentioned how I sat up and started shouting at him. And my girlfriend has said it multiple times as well. But other than that, I'm an absolute dream, I think. But yeah, I'm going to hand over to Rosie.
2: I think I'm just quite an annoying person, so you're just gonna realise that um, as as it as time goes along. Um, I think I'm just very irritating towards people. Um, I also talk in my sleep, so we can have a sleep conversation. Um, it's alright. Katie will be the one that that has to deal with that. Um, and yeah, I don't think I have any like anything worrying. I don't think I like sleepwalk or anything. I don't think I'm gonna like walk out of the camper at the end of the night, in the middle of the night and not return or anything like that. Um, I will say if you have to get in the car with me to drive, then be very afraid. That, that's my one warning.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't drive. So you're already one up on me, Rosie, so I won't break too much. But again, I'm going to put you back on the spot here and ask you the same question. If you had to ask me or me and Jackson anything, you've got free Ray and go for it.
2: So I can't think of any questions as good as Jackson's because I feel like that gave everyone enough personal information about us. Um, But if, so this could apply to Chalk Valley, if we were going to watch a film or a TV show together, what would you guys pick?
0: That's a great question. Do I get to pick and you don't get to say no?
2: Oh, like I'd be forced to watch it. Like, let's say we have some downtime and we're sat in the camper and we've got internet which is probably unlikely, Um, what would you force me to watch?
0: I'm going to go with Kingdom of Heaven. It's one of my favourite films. It's not historically accurate, but it's great. Got Orlando Bloom in it. That's enough, right? That's surely enough to entice you in. Um, Yeah. I mean, I probably, maybe maybe not a good idea to ask this, because now I'm thinking, let's watch Kingdom of Heaven when we've got some downtime, like you say
1: i i- I really enjoy a a sitcom, and I think something that we would relate to in various aspects would perhaps be the thick of it um I was going to say the u s Office, but I think the thick of it uh with uh Peter Capaldi, I think there would be aspects of that of which we would find quite funny in in relating to not that i am an angry scottish man who swears all the time um it's yeah i think that would be something that we just we'd find quite funny together
2: i mean they actually sound like reason reasonable suggestions so um that that i i can live with that um i actually have like netflix you know like when netflix goes on to like the preview screen um it's on the TV behind me. And all I can see is Harry Potter. That's, that's, all, that's, that's all I can see. And so my answer would have been Harry Potter because they're really pushing it towards me. It's, it's all I can see right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling with this question. I had a question and then I realised that it's incredibly narcissistic. So I'm not going to ask. Okay, maybe I will ask. <laughs> You're probably going to hate this because I'm really putting you on the spot. But what's your favourite thing about working with me? I'll, I think I'll I'll, I'll pop in I'll but pop yeah, in there first.
1: It. I think you know, me and you were, were friends before we started working together. Yeah, you know, me me and Chris appeared on you know, a couple of other podcasts together. We did a lot of work together, but we were never we were never colleagues in a way, we were just friends podcasting. Um and my favourite thing about working with you is you've not changed in terms of I don't know that sounds like a bad thing. But like in the way that you you interact with people and the way you interact with me, it's just because we work together now. You know the way that we talk uh, and we you know catch up. It's not it's not changed. Like we're still friends first and then colleagues. Um, you know me and Chris. You know my my girlfriend said it at times whilst we we're the magazine. Uh, I know your girlfriend has as well. She said that we've you know we me and Chris talked to each other more than you know especially when sport when Rosie was on holiday. We spoke to every we spoke to each other for at least two hours every day on the phone trying to sort stuff out, um, which, you know, I think both of our girlfriends didn't like that we were talking to each other more <laughs> than we were talking to them. But yeah, I think that's my favorite thing of working with you.
0: Awesome, that's very kind. I mean, I, I realistically just wanted to take an opportunity because you've said some very nice things about me, it's just to you know, go to that point and say, yeah, um, I also really enjoy two-hour conversations at night with you, um, whether my girlfriend enjoys them as much as I do or not is, is by the by but yeah it's 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 a genuine pleasure to work with both of you and um and I guess to Rosie before you answer just I guess thanks for for giving me a job two years ago and uh, hopefully I, I, I do I do uh, I do a good enough job for you but yeah now talk to talk to how much you enjoy working with me Rosie
2: oh, I have to say something nice now no um no it's great working with you um obviously you were one of the first people that I hired I mean that sounds weird when I say it like that um but you were one of the first people that came on board the magazine team and obviously you quickly became one of I mean is it harsh to call you one of my favorites um probably but you quickly became my favorite team member um and
0: you can publicly say that (laughs) That's, that's no problem at all
2: Well, you quickly became my favourite team member and obviously took more of a role in the magazine because obviously when you joined, um, you were only features coordinator. And I think by the time we got to the third edition, you were already assistant editor, I want to say. I feel like that's how quickly it happened Um, because we became such... Yeah, we became such good friends and it's just fun working with you because we are friends and also like we kind of are all all of us are kind of on the same wavelength and um, it's enjoyable it's not like oh why do I have to talk to this person Um, and obviously if you weren't good to work with then you wouldn't have made your way to this position otherwise you'd just not be part of the magazine team anymore so obviously I like working with you I feel like it's evident for everyone to see.
0: (laughs) I'll take that yeah I think in a really narcissistic way, I just wanted to, for all three of us to kind of just share a little bit of appreciation for each other. And, you know, I'm um, hopefully people listening to this, have, have got this from this episode that we generally get on really well. We enjoy doing this. We wouldn't be doing this if if we didn't. Um, but that extends to the, to the wider magazine team as well. This wouldn't be anywhere near where it is if it wasn't for, for the, for the people that, that do the, the hard work behind the scenes and, um. Just uh, wanted to say again, I'm very, very grateful. Uh, and I asked that question in the single most narcissistic way humanly possible, but uh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, thanks for your very kind words. Um, and then we have a, time for one more question because we are running low on time. And this is from Louisa. Um, what is the hardest thing about running the magazine? I think it's only logical that I ask you first, Rosie, as founder and editor-in-chief, what, what's the thing that you struggle with the most?
2: I think it's just having enough time to do everything um obviously I work full-time alongside doing this and sometimes I just feel like there's not enough hours in the day to achieve what I want to achieve which is always frustrating because obviously we have a vision we know what we want to do it's just how do we get there um and I think that's the frustrating thing is like it does take time I think Not saying when I set this up, but when I set this up, I didn't think anyone would even read it. So, um, But as you get kind of more editions in, you think, oh, wow, like tomorrow we're going to be like the best history magazine out there and we're going to be like on all the bookshelves and we're going to be top sellers. But actually, it's it's not like that. Um, It takes a very long time to build up the brand, to build up where we need to be um, for where we want to be. Um, and obviously, when I first founded this all i I didn't even think I would be making a second edition because I just thought it it would flop um so I'm really grateful that we have been able to do this um but yeah, it's just yeah time time for me is the hard thing um, I think the more time I can spend on it, the more I feel like I'm then giving the magazine the justice um to execute it how it needs to be um but obviously can't give up my job so it is what it is
0: yeah i I'd, I'd totally agree i think time is the biggest i'm assuming we're all probably going to say a similar thing because time is the one thing that we never have enough of um i also work full time i'm also doing a degree um so you know if i had any more amount of time in the day i would probably put it back into the magazine so you know, the, the better we produce the magazine, and and the more things we we do, whether it's the podcast or little historians or whatever it is, that's more time that we have to find from somewhere. So, I mean, if I could, you know, wave my magic wand, it would be, you know, get Bernard's to watch or whatever, and stop time for a bit, write some articles, get some stuff done, and then probably forget to press it again. And you know, that's a whole that's a whole other story, but yeah the time is is the one thing that i I just wish we had more of, but yeah Jackson I've probably stolen your answer there but uh what about you i
1: mean i mean time time is up there um you know I will stress on this is a volunteer this is a volunteer round thing you know none, of, none none of the three of us get paid um so a lot of the time that we we take is our own time but for me when we when we spent time together at Uh, Living History Festival which was very kindly invited by them you know we the three of us went out for dinner afterwards we went to Nando's and the time that the three of us spent that day with Katie I think was the most productive time that the three of us spent together since we started working together Uh, you know we were able to get stuff done we were able to discuss how things were going to go how things were going to move and I think, you know, we, we, the three of us, we work very closely together. We WhatsApp all the time. We we have calls in the evening sometimes. But, you know, I think one of the hardest things is not actually being together to work together. Um, And we have to wait for someone to respond to a message just to get opinions and so on. So, you know, I'm, in my job, I'm a teacher. I can't, I can't text back during the hours of, Eight and 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 three, eight and four. You know, I just, I just, I physically cannot do it unless I'm on break or lunch. Um, Rose, you know, I like to voice notes sometimes if I'm talking about massive long things that I have to talk about. You know, Rose and Chris, they can't listen to those voice notes, and they can't, sometimes they haven't got the time to respond to those messages I send. Um, so I, I do find, I personally find that probably one of the hardest things about working together is that we're not able to just sit down and crack on and get stuff done together.
0: Yeah. So if anyone's got said magic one bernard's watch whatever it is let us know just so we can have a little bit more time just to uh, continue to hopefully bring a magazine a podcast website blog kids magazine and and, you know all the things that hopefully you're you're enjoying um we genuinely do enjoy putting them together so hopefully that comes across in the product but yeah i think i mean i really enjoyed that it's always nice to speak to both of you but before we kind of wrap up And I give you the same opportunity that I give every person I've spoken to so far, which is to share your own personal handles. I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who contributes to the magazine, uh, but also everybody that's not currently on this podcast, who is part of the team. Um, There are, I think we're well over 20 people now that work for the magazine. And um, I'm not going to list you all now because I'll feel terrible if I forget someone, but hopefully you're all listening to this. So, you know, genuinely thank you from all three of us. The work you do, it's completely, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to do it without everybody. But yeah, thanks to everyone that writes, that reads, that purchases the magazine, or the magazine as well. But yeah, we'll start with you, Jackson. But again, everybody that comes on the podcast, especially with me, gets the floor for as much or as little as they would like to share any social media handles, any upcoming projects they've got personally, and you are no exception, so go for it.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate that. Um, so outside of my time for the magazine, I don't know how I do it. I, I run History of Jackson, which is a, a podcast where we, you know, I, I interview historians and researchers about their research specialisms specialisms in an accessible and digestible way um so I've, I've had some amazing historians on there some of which who have also written in the magazine and appeared on the magazine podcast um so you know it's history of jackson on instagram facebook history w jackson on twitter and it's the same on apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube uh, so hopefully you enjoy that but also do make sure you listen to the other episodes of the podcast and read the magazine because you know that that is certainly where most of my time is going at the moment
0: awesome rosie
1: your turn
2: so i do have an instagram um at history of rosie i can't admit that i post that much on there at the moment um i'm kind of focusing on the magazine social media at the moment um and anyone who does social media stuff knows how hard it is to run one account let alone like I think like I don't even know how many accounts I run at the moment. Just I just ignoring that factor. Um, so you can follow me on there. I might one day get back to posting. But I'd say if you want to see content from me, follow the Historians magazine or follow past and present media, because um, I'm also running that account or follow the Little Historians magazine because I'm also running that account. Um, so, yeah, you'll see me. You'll see me all over Instagram. I'm I'm everywhere. So just, yeah, you'll find me. Yeah,
0: pretty much, if, even if you don't know it, you're probably following a Rosie Run account um, because they are they are growing at a considerable rate, whether Rosie wants them to or not. I think I've probably already done it on this podcast, but you know where to find me. I'm in all the usual places at Chris Riley History. Um, but yeah, you can find my work in the Historian's Magazine, which I would say is the best place to find it. Um, yeah, Thank you so much, Jackson and Rosie, for taking time out of your day to come on the final episode of the series two of the podcast, which I would like to just say thank you to everyone that has come on um, and taken time out of their days to speak to me about the things they care about and they love I've genuinely learned a lot um, I've had some really great conversations um with kind of new friends and old I guess um, yeah if you as a listener have enjoyed any of the content we we've we produced whether it's the podcast or you know you just enjoy the magazine um Make sure you, uh, you head over to thehistoriansmagazine.com, uh, become a member today. It is, as always, the best and most affordable way to enjoy everything that the magazine has to offer. But if either of you two have anything to say, you've got kind of as much as you want. But if not, let's buy from me.
1: One last thing, actually, Chris. I have just introduced this to the podcast and I am super excited. If you would like to listen, to the Historians magazine podcast my podcast voice is coming out already if you want to listen to the podcast ad free i'm saying ad free do subscribe to past and present plus on apple podcast you can get your whole listening experience there ad free not just on this podcast but also in my podcast as well so that is past and present plus and you can
0: get an ad free experience look at that just constant content you can't get it anywhere else